You're listening to the Fat Dude Digs Flicks Movie Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? This is Andy, the resident fat dude of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, and this is a big one. Welcome to Taco Tuesday 222 of 2022. Whew, that's a lot to say. And I, I, I said when it clicked in place in my brain that that's what day this was, that this was, this was Tuesday, uh, that I really wanted to have a big show for you. I wanted to have something special because this won't happen again. It won't be Taco Tuesday ever again. Uh, I mean, not until 3022, but I'm going to be deceased <laughs> by then. Uh, long gone, long, long gone by then. Uh, but I wanted to do something special cause it's kind of a cool day. And that's, that's a big ask to be like, what, what do I, what do I, how do I, how do I get a celebrity on the show? Or how do I get a big local guest on the show? And you know, you, you think local and you're like, oh, well, you know, maybe I could ask this person, local politician, a local business owner, blah, blah, blah. I aimed higher than that, uh, because fortune fell into my path and it just so happens that on February 26th, American Pie will be screening at the State Theater here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at 7 p.m. that Saturday night. And not only will it be a screening, it will be a screening with one of the stars. Thomas Ian Nicholas from American Pie and Rookie of the Year and Kid in King Arthur's Court and Rules of Attraction and Halloween Resurrection will be here for the screening. And Thomas is my guest on the show this week. I, I, I am uh, beside myself with joy for this. So uh, you'll get to hear me. <laughs> As a, as a bit of a nervous wreck, uh, and as someone who's having a really hard time containing their excitement, uh, as I interview the star of Rookie of the Year and American Pie, Thomas Ian Nicholas. So, grab your popcorn, grab your soda pop, sit back, relax, and let's talk about Thomas Ian Nicholas. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to an all-new episode of Let's Talk About, and I am uh, thrilled to my very core uh, to be able to say this today. My guest on today's show is here to promote a local screening, and, and my guest is someone that I have this, like, affinity for, because I got to watch him grow up on screen while I was growing up on screen. And it is an honor and a, an immense privilege to get to talk to Thomas Ian Nicholas of Rookie of the Year and American Pie fame. Thomas, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, as I mentioned uh, right before we uh, started recording, I'm in the midst of cooking dinner and my kids are watching a movie. 
so you know, it's definitely the uh, the movie star, rock star life over here in Los Angeles. <laughs> living living the LA dream. It sounds like. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am just I am I am so thrilled at this chance, and I'll you know I'll 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 talk about that quite a bit as we kind of go along here. Um, but yeah, I, I think my first question out of the gate is kind of the same question that I ask everybody because I think everyone's perspective on this is always a lot of fun. And, and Thomas, that question is, who are you? Where, where are you from? What is your origin story? Well, uh, I was born in Las Vegas um, and I grew up, but I grew up in Los Angeles via um, Northern California. So I, I moved to Santa Cruz when I was about two and then down to LA when I was about six um and so that's that's sort of the where i'm from um and i guess since people know my career maybe a little bit more than they know me my career got started when i was about six years old um because my mom was working in the industry so some opportunities came up for me to uh work with my mom and get her out of a bind and that's how i got interested in it and pretty soon uh, my mom was, you know, supporting my career more than her own, uh, thankfully. And uh, here I am. Oh, my gosh. I can't even do the math. We'll just say somewhere over three decades later, still enjoying the process of, of making films and now other artistic ventures as far as music and producing and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool to kind of look at your your career trajectory because, you know, you have, you've gone from acting to producing and now I, I've noticed that you're really, you know, really invested in your band and I think that's awesome to have this, this chance to kind of continue to thrive creatively over this this span of a, a three decade long career. Um, I want to go back to kind of pre- rookie of the year. I think that's kind of where you, you made your breakthrough for, for a lot of people, but what was it like for you kind of, and I know that you were, you were a kid then, but what was it kind of like for you to, I guess, find your footing in the acting world before you had that, that breakthrough role? You know, it was just a lot of fun creating characters. And I still, because my first experience was being on set, um, that's the thing that I've always loved the most, the actual principal photography, as we call it, because that was the, the vine that I got my mom out of was going on set and acting as a, an altar boy um, in a, a really, we, we, back then we called them, uh, uh, you know, low budget beef films. Now we just call them indie movies. Right. Um, <laughs> and so you know, that was, that was my first foray. And, and so I, I, that's the thing that I just, I love the most. And I started, you know, going to acting classes and, um, you know, I was, I was making it into the master classes when I was too young to be there. Cause I just love the process. Yeah. So it wasn't really about the success of the film. The thing that I love the most about the success is that it just opened up more opportunities for me to do what I love. Yeah. Yeah. And then what does it, what does it kind of feel like so that you, you have all these opportunities that, that kind of present themselves for you. And I imagine that there probably was a, a an audition process that went in, along with, with rookie of the year, but what does it feel like to kind of have that part and then have even more opportunities presented for you? Like what's, what is that like for, for a kid kind of growing up in this business to, 
to to have those doors open for them you know i mean it's it's kind of it's a different gambit you know the audition process versus um you know working mm-hmm. so it, and it's and it's a different approach really um i mean in in acting class you know we had character study but we also had scene study and we also had cold readings and and all those things kind of play into the audition process i mean you talk about the process for getting rookie of the year was crazy because they were auditioning kids in LA and New York and Chicago. And they had exhausted from what I understand, they had, they'd seen like 3000 kids and couldn't find the person that Daniel Stern thought was going to be the right one. And he got to the point where he was going to hire his son, who's ironically named Henry. Yeah. Uh, who's about two years younger than me. In fact, Henry is now uh, a very astute senator here in the state of California. Oh, wow. So he, uh, he, he didn't go into the, uh, to the entertainment business. He went into the political uh, side of things, of, of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a um, whole different kind of circus, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he actually... It's a funny story. He um, and and Danny just recently helped my son out. Um, my son, who's following in my footsteps, he um, he booked through an audition process uh, the new M Night movie, Old, that yeah. came out last summer, and it was filming in the Dominican Republic. And of course, you know, my son, who's uh, was only eight at the time, didn't have a passport, and it was in the it was 2020, so we're in the middle of lockdown. Right. So there was no such thing as expediting passports at the time. Um, and so I reached out to Danny, who reached out to his son, uh, who kind of gave some advice and connected us with our local uh, senator for our district. And they helped Nolan get his passport in time to be able to take the job. So, wow. um, you know, so they're just good people, uh, those yeah. Stearns. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's fun too i'm gonna kind of jump around from what i had uh, written here but how does it feel to kind of be on 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 this side of things kind of watching your son break through it in the industry because he's fantastic and old like he's he's great and it was just so much fun to kind of see see him in it and then kind of make the connection that it's like Oh my gosh, really? This is this is Thomas and Nicholas's son? Wow. How how does that feel on, on your end to kind of watch him uh pursue this this I guess career path? It's it's pretty amazing. I'm I'm uh I'm you know definitely a proud dad, and there's always been a part of me concerned that you know I'm like and and even we, we've talked about it, like am I, am I pushing him into it? Like I don't want to. I don't want to like say, you know, you must learn your father's craft <laughs> and, and you must follow in my footsteps. So it's, it's been a, a big question of that, but there's been enough moments where he's shown his own, uh, you know, genuine interest in it himself uh, that, you know, I, I get reminded like, okay, it's not just me, uh, <laughs> you know, being like the, uh, <laughs> the sports dad, you know, like right. coaching his right. son into, you will play today. You will go to practice. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been really awesome. And, and I, I've told Nolan recently that I think he has more talent at his age than I did at his age and more natural instincts that really just shine through to the point where, I don't know, when I was his age, I was a good copycat. I could mimic, you know, a lot of things that were going on. And I, I often find that when I, 
you know, sort of am trying to help him with a scene study and I'll, I'll be like, well, and I can't quite get him there. I'll be like, well, no, read it like this. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it to him. And when he spits it back to me, it always has something extra, something yeah. of his own. Like he's not a copycat of me. He's his own person. And that to me is probably the most impressive thing about his instincts is that he just naturally does his own thing. And that's what I think makes him so great and old. Yeah, it, it sounds like he he takes he takes the note and then kind of runs with the, the note that you give him. At, you know, kind of offering from like a, a directorial perspective. He gives you you give him that note, and he's like, okay, well that's that's cool. Let me do this with it. I think that's that's so. I think it's so fun to watch that it's you know from the the fan perspective, we watch it as you know this is you and your son have both pursued this path and that's what it is but i think it's it's interesting to hear that it's like this isn't you pushing him this is him really being able to do something that he loves and enjoys and can only go upward from here upwards from here and i think that's i think that's very exciting to get to see yeah that's super awesome um and also really quick i wanted to say when i do come to south dakota um not only am i uh you know going to be doing the screening at the state theater mm-hmm. um, on Saturday, but I also am, I'm kind of doing three things that I love on that same day. Cause I've got a, a comic book shop in the afternoon where I'm going to be giving people the opportunity to race me in Mario Kart, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then also I'm playing at the thirsty duck doing uh, an acoustic set. So, wow. um, you know, yeah. After the, uh, the screening sort of as an after party, so to speak with oh. a uh, local band called SOS that will be performing. And so I'm going on right after them. Oh, so I'm wow. getting to do all the things I love in one day, video games, uh, movies, and music. <laughs> and, and all you had to do was come to South Dakota. For, for, for that to which, happen, I have, right? which I have never been. So I'm, you know, it's yeah. also my first time to South Dakota. So I'm excited. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's funny. I think for people that live here, we kind of get that, get the impression that there's, it's, I, I hate to knock my state, but I think from living here, you you kind of, you go through the, the repetition that's like, it's dull, but it's not. Like Sioux Falls especially is a growing community with a lot of, of artistic opportunities. And, and it's, it's really awesome that, you know, we get a chance to, to have a lot going on, but we also get a chance to have people like yourself come to see this city and you know be greeted with what i hope is a very very warm welcome uh so that you you can see that there's a lot a lot here and a lot to enjoy so i i think that's awesome that you're doing the uh the, the video game tournament and, and getting a chance to perform i think that's fantastic i uh I look forward to seeing if anybody's able to beat you at Mario Kart. <laughs> hey, you know, as long as they got us doing Mario Kart on the uh, retro gaming system, they're going to yep. be in trouble. If we move over to the Switch, I might be in a little bit of trouble because there's some extra features that they've added in there. <laughs> it's just not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's kind so, of the same, but not the same. Yeah, I right, know. right. So you, you, we'll, we'll go back to kind of talking about your, your movie career here. Um, so I grew up, um, you know, watching what, where HBO was just like my regular summer thing. I would have HBO on all day, every day. And the, the year after rookie of the year was released theatrically, I believe it played every single day 
over the course of the summer. And so I watched it every single day over the course of the summer. So it was like, you know, whenever, whatever year that came out, this was, this was my movie. Like this was just everything I wanted to watch. We would gather the whole family around and watch it. And so when I was in my senior year of high school and it kind of came around, I saw that you were cast in this movie called American Pie. And I was instantly interested because, oh my gosh, it's Henry Rowan Gardner. He's in this, this sex comedy. Um, but then, you know, it being my senior year of high school, the summer that this movie was released, I was like just very connected with it. And it turned out to be this fantastic uh, American comedy. So what was, what was it like to kind of put... I guess to kind of grow up on screen and then to kind of get the opportunity to, to bring something like the entire American pie series to life. Was it, it, it feels like making that movie was a blast. Just, it looks like everyone was having as much fun putting it together, um, you know, as they seem to be in the, in the film, but what was it like to, to, to do American pie? Uh, it was exactly that. It was amazing. I mean, it was a great group of people. Um, and, you know, Paul and Chris Weitz, who were directing the film, um, are incredibly talented, mm-hmm. you know, they, uh, yeah, they, I mean, Paul was more focused on, you know, the dramatic content of the, of the story and the characters and their development versus Chris was more focused on the comedy. So they were a great, you know, brother duo, um, and it was, it was a blast. And each one of the films that, you know, certainly we didn't know that it was going to become, you know, a franchise film uh, or that it would be so well-received and so successful. So we were just happy to have a job. And then, you know, of course, as we got to do more of them, um, we, we all became closer friends and yeah. got into more trouble on the weekends. I mean, had more fun on the weekends. <laughs> it, it seems like it's the kind of movie where, where there can be shenanigans uh, when you're not not filming, uh, is is there is there one of those films for you? And you know, I imagine the first one really has a special place in your heart. But but is there is there one of those filming experiences for you that really stands out as something that you know you you kind of treasure more than than any other moment? You know, I think as I talked about earlier, um, and not to be uh, you know. I guess serious about such a funny movie, um, but for me, it's it's always about the process uh, and the character development. So my fondest memory of that entire uh, film is actually in pre-production, because you know they say uh, if you want something to go well, it's all it's all based on the planning, yeah. um, and so so developing the character of of Kevin with Paul White's. Uh, was amazing. And it was the first time that, that I had experienced, it was, well, I was 18 at the time, and I had been acting since I was six. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that I experienced a director getting involved with me to essentially help me do my homework, yeah. which is the, you know, the backstory of the character. But we really wanted to write this well-rounded, grounded, uh, relatable person that had been through, you know, his experiences that led him to his position of, you know, deciding what, you know, his home life was like prior to being in high school and, you know, 
figuring out all the things that molded and shaped him, whether or not his parents were still together, why he didn't want to say, I love you, all these things that Paul and I created together for the character to make him the everyday man that he was. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, probably really insightful as an actor because you have that, that backstory to really help guide you through the decisions that you make, you know, with what's actually on the page. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think that's great. Well, it, it, it made Kevin, um, you know, just a more honest character that he wasn't making the decisions that he was making out of any pre-planning. He was just being honest. Yeah. And once we designed that about him, then he became that person that more people relate to mm-hmm. because everybody knows a character like Jim or Stifler or Finch. Yeah. But we often aren't those characters. Those are sort of like these unique people that we all know in our lives because more of us are like Kevin, you know, right. by and large. Yeah. And and you you find those things that it's it's like because it's not, you know, because it's a it's a it's a, a sex comedy, right? You you kind of want to pigeonhole everybody into filling a particular role like this is this is the athlete this is the nerd this is the outcast this is the you know somewhat popular kid but by adding all of those layers to it it makes it so this group of friends you find a piece of yourself in all of them and I think maybe that's that's why for me that this series really kind of uh, found a sticking place for me because it's very funny like American Pie is very very funny but going from the first one and then watching American Reunion as well, it's, it feels like I'm growing up too. And it's kind of reminiscing with these characters about what it feels like to, to grow up and go through all of that. And it's, it's more of an emotional experience than it is, you know, just a laugh out loud comedy. And I, I think that's a testament to, to all of the work that everyone put in to make everyone so well-rounded and relatable as you put it so yeah i just i i i cherish (laughs) i cherish these movies uh with all of my heart i i just think they're they're fantastic um i i i know i'm running low on time so i want to cover a couple of other things here really quickly uh the first thing is i want to talk about i want to give you a chance to talk about your band because or, or just your your interest in music as a whole because it's really cool to kind of see that you've transitioned into this musician role as well and are are just having a great time with it have you always loved music was it something that was always kind of um something that you took an interest in yeah i mean i I started playing music uh, probably when i was about 14 so before i ever did the uh american pie films um i was you know pursuing that interest and um you know, in fact, I tried to get a song on the soundtrack of the first American Pie. And I remember Paul and Chris, they were like, yeah, that would be great. No problem. I had just finished an album uh, and, and then I, it didn't work out and didn't work out on the second or third one, but it finally did on American Reunion. So I actually have a song, not awesome. just in the soundtrack, but on the soundtrack album. And so now I'm working on my seventh album. I released about nine singles over the lockdown, which I thought was going to be my next album. But now I'm uh, collaborating with some friends of mine that I've made over the years. So I've just written a song with Ace Enders from the early November, um, which is awesome. We just did that in New Jersey. We just have the demo right now, just the the songwriting structure. 
And then I'm getting together in March with Jared Reddick from Bowling for Soup. Uh, We're going to write a song together and I've got plans with AJ Perdomo from The Dangerous Summer. And hopefully uh, I'm reaching out to Tom Higginson from The Plain White Tees. And I want to text Sean and Nat from uh, 303 to see if they'll be interested. And I am getting together with one of the members, the current members from Lit uh, to write with him at the end of this month. So the new album or EP that I'm planning on working on for album seven is to collab with a bunch of amazing artists um, to just kind of up my, my songwriting game and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Like what a, what a lineup. Is it, is it easy to kind of connect with, with all of these other like musicians once you kind of, you know, really, uh, I guess, fall in step with, with the world of music? Like, is it something where it's like, you know, you meet a person here, you meet a person there, and then you just kind of connect that way. Is, is that how it works? Because I'm, I am so, uh, I guess, music stupid. Like, I just don't, I don't understand <laughs> music at all. Movies, I, I love and I'm super passionate about, but music, I just think of it as something super fascinating that I will never understand the business of. You know, it's, it's kind of like any job, right? I mean, you, if you're at an office full of people, you're going to connect with others more than you connect with or connect with some versus others. You know what I mean? Like the chemistry between people is not anything that you can really plan on. Um, So it's the same way with, you know, I've met, you know, tons of bands or gotten to share the stage with or been at festivals and played and met and certain people, we just kind of hit it off, um, you know, in a different way than others. And that's, that's kind of how this is coming about. And, And again, it's, you know, it's still just kind of a plan in motion. Uh, and it could change as I, as it goes, you know, who knows some, we could get together with some people and maybe we don't write a song cause right. <laughs> you know, we're just not feeling it that day. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah just that, but, that know, energy isn't there. Yeah. But you know, just making a, making a plan and, and yeah, you just never know who you're going to connect with. And I just love the idea of creating. And a lot of people ask when they see how much I've done in my music career, like, you know, over the last 10 years and, somehow managed to play over 700 shows in I don't know, 12 countries or something crazy. Um, I, uh, I'm still in, in pursuing my acting career. And even just last year, Lionsgate released my recent film adverse that I produced with Mickey Rourke and Lou Diamond Phillips and Sean Astin and Penelope Ann Miller that came out in theaters February, actually almost just over a year ago, it was in theaters uh, while we were still, you know, in a lockdown phase right. and, uh, and, you know, it did pretty well. It was a limited release, but it got ordered for another week and then it's now out on streaming. So I'm still doing all aspects of creation. Yeah. Uh, I just love to stay busy and not sleep and drink lots of coffee. <laughs> and and coffee's great so i mean i can't say that i blame you um one one kind of closer question here and then i have a little thing that i do on the show to to wrap things up here um but what is it what is it like to kind of step into a producer role or is it is it filled with a a, a new wealth of challenges but also exciting opportunities how does it feel to make that 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 movement from you know being in front of the camera to now working behind the scenes to help put the movie together and you know with with the, your last project you were on screen as well but you know how does it feel to start tackling things that happen behind the camera well you know one of the ways that i started playing music was to handle all the downtime on set waiting for them to set up the next shot 
Um, so, you know, you, you finish the, the scene or the setup and then you, you go back to your trailer and wait for the camera to, to reset up. And so that downtime was kind of interminable. So I started playing guitar <laughs> to kind of pass that wait time. Right. Um, as a producer, I just don't have any of that downtime because I basically sure. just, the, the camera stops rolling the scene and now I got to switch hats. So it's a lot of fun because I'm just busier and, you know, handling two jobs. So it kind of, um, you know, fills that, that void and makes set time less wait time. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, well, this has been, uh, this has just been fantastic for me. I, I, I appreciate this more than words can say. Uh, I do want to kind of close things off here with something that I do uh, on the show with all of my guests and I will, it is, it is rapid fire. So I will try not to take up too much of your time, uh, but this is called the fat five. Uh, these are five rapid fire questions because this is a movie podcast where we just kind of gauge your love of movies um and then uh, the fifth question is kind of a, a little bonus question so can we go okay. through the fat five would that be okay yeah i'm, I'm down let's do it oh, all right so the first question is probably the toughest but it's it's the best one to get through thomas what is your favorite movie of all time shawshank redemption saw it seven times in the oh. theaters when it was a box office failure yep. kept taking my friends to it um so you know just like when you find that band before they're well to do. Uh, I, I feel like I found that movie before anyone else did. Yeah. Uh, uh, just one of the best, one of the best. I remember uh, not being able to see it in theaters, but as soon as it came out on video, uh, my family swapped it up. It's, it's just fantastic. Um, is there question number two, is there an actor or an actress that you would love to have the opportunity to work with? Oh, uh, you know, Man, I, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm, I'm moving towards, and I've always wanted to be a character actor. Mm -hmm. So there's, it's, it's pretty much all the character actors, like, you know, Gary Oldman um, would be one of them. I mean, I think Daniel Day-Lewis is saying he's kind of not doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just go with Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oh, he's just awesome. Just awesome. Uh, question three, same thing with, with directors. Is there a director that you would love to get a chance to work with? You know, um, I really enjoy starting all the way back with Memento, Christopher Nolan's mm -hmm. uh, films. Uh, and in fact, I've, I've seen Memento more times than I can count. I've seen Inception more times than I can count. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, I think Chris Nolan would be uh, would be on that list for sure. Yeah, just a, a, a awesome creative mind that he has. Uh, question four, is there anything that is coming soon to theaters uh, or that has already come out that you haven't had a chance to see that you are really excited to get a chance to watch? Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm kind of a, a, a glutton for for anything Star Wars. Yeah. Related. I was a Star Wars fan before it was plastered everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was a Star Wars fan before they CGI'd, you know, the originals. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, even though, like, I, I feel like things have changed with all the Disney Plus series, I still get excited about watching them. Yeah. Um, just because I love, I love the world that, that Lucas created. 
yeah any anything star wars that's kind of like i i want it as uh, as as soon as possible and as much of it as possible too uh the last question is not movie related uh i do my movie reviews using the taco scale uh and the name of the show is let's taco about so thomas i'm going to have you craft for me your perfect taco what would you put on your taco Oh my, my perfect taco. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be, it would have to be uh, in the vein of like a Baja taco. So you want that, you know, cilantro and, uh, and lime um, and probably, which I just made last night for the family. Um, my chicken fajita dish with the avocado crema sauce. So I think a little chicken, cilantro, lime juice, and some avocado crema would be oh. all I really need. That that sounds delicious. <laughs> that sounds that sounds fantastic. Uh, I cannot stress just how much of a, a, a wonderful opportunity this has been for you. It has been fantastic to get to talk to you. Um, let's let's promote your your uh, your appearance here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, and that is on February twenty sixth at seven p.m. The State Theater here in Sioux Falls will be screening American Pie. Uh, also that weekend at the theater, uh, I believe they will also be showing Rookie of the Year. So it is a, an opportunity to really get to see uh, uh, Thomas on screen. And you are just, you're, you're fantastic. And I, I just, I, I cannot say thank you enough for uh, getting this chance. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I look forward to, to being there and uh, racing folks in, at Mario Kart at the comic book shop uh, and uh, showing American Pie, playing at the Thirsty Duck. And then, you know, I, it sounds like you know more than I do. Maybe they've already added. I heard there was the potential of a Rookie of the Year showing. Uh, so hopefully that comes together because that would be the first time ever that I've gone to a city and done retro screenings for both of those films the same weekend. So that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I know that the state works uh, really hard to, to get their programming, so it is just chef's kiss perfect, uh, and I think I think they were able to make that work, so Rookie of the Year and American Pie playing in the same week. So, uh, again, thank you so, so much, and I, I really am looking forward to, to getting a chance to see you on, uh, on the 26th. Awesome. I look forward to meeting you in person. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with me. Once again, a huge, uh, immense, just <laughs> what a huge thank you to Thomas and Nicholas for for allowing this time uh, to to get to have this conversation with him. Just a uh, nice dude, just filled with energy and excitement, and and really like really enjoys all of these creative avenues. And I think that's super awesome to see. Uh, you can see Thomas Ian Nicholas here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, again, Saturday, February 26th at 7 p.m. Tickets are still available right now, so you want to make sure you swipe them up while you can. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be great. There's also going to be a, a Q&A session uh, at some point uh, around the movie, and uh, Thomas will be there uh, signing autographs and, and t doing photo opportunities as well. So you will not want to miss it. Uh, also, he will be at Nerdvana uh, during the afternoon that day for the Mario Kart tournament. Uh, 
he's excited for it. Like, I think that's super cool. He just wants to play some video games and it's going to be Mario Kart. So like, that's a, that's a blast. Like what a, what a, what a trip back through time. Uh, and then, uh, after the screening of American pie, he will be playing at the thirsty duck again, all here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Saturday, February 26th. How cool is that? Now I can breathe. <laughs> Thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, you can follow all things Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. Just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks. You will find me there. Uh, also, subscribe to this podcast. Like this podcast. Rate and review this podcast. Follow this podcast. All those podcasty type things, go ahead and do them. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere your pods can be caught. If you subscribe to this podcast, not only do you get Let's Talk About, but you also get the Criterion Break, uh, which features my co-hosts and buddies, Blake Ginnathan and Derek Vierink, where we talk about the Criterion Collection proper and the Criterion Channel. Uh, follow all things Backlot605, same social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or by going to backlot605.com. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or would like to be a guest on the show, send an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this outro right after recording the interview. So I am, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm filled with uh, a weird electricity. So, uh, you know, you get excited about things like this and I'm super pumped. So this was a blast. He was just fantastic. Just so, so kind. Uh, and I look forward for people getting a chance to meet him. So that's going to do it. We'll see you back here next week. Same fat time, same fat channel. And let's talk about movies. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.